on the way in, my anesthesiologist, I had asked to leave me awake when I went into the uh, to the OR because I'd never seen the inside of an OR before. Okay. You know, I've had a bunch of surgeries. Yeah. And he was like, hey, no problem. So I had an epidural in me. They left me awake, pushed me into the OR, and I get into the OR, and it is like the coolest thing you've ever seen because it's all stainless steel, and there's a bunch of cameras and big screens and the big table, the tools on it, and I'm just like, this is super cool. They transfer me off of my little my little hospital bed gurney thing on the, the operating table, and they are in the process of strapping my arms down. Sure. The prep nurse comes over to shave me because they have to shave basically my entire belly where they're where they're operating, and she does not know that I am awake. Yes. Quiet, please. So as she's opening my gown to shave me, I pick my head up and I look at her and I go, "Stay above the equator," and <laughs> to which she responds by freaking the fuck out oh. and yelling. Patient's awake. Patient's awake. All I hear is behind <laughs> She's not me. Expecting totally. That. All I hear behind me is my anesthesiologist laughing. And he just walks up. He's, sure. like, he's like, okay, dude, I think it's time to go to sleep. And I was like, night, night. Four, that was it. Three, two. Company presents a truly terrible podcast. Welcome to Nonsense Season 2, Episode 6. I'm Jeff Parker. I'm not Jeff Parker. This is our take on the week's <laughs> business tech and entertainment headlines. This time, we're going to celebrate a very important anniversary. Uh, this is our anniversary of knowing each other, because that seems pretty important. You'll see. It's World Hippo Day. Did you know that before 1909, scientists placed hippos in the same group as pigs? Despite their outward similarities with wild boars, hippopotamuses are closely related to whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Hippos are semi-aquatic mammals that are native to sub-Saharan Africa. They are herbivores and can weigh up to 2,000 kilograms, making them the third largest land mammal after elephants and rhinos. Hippos are primarily found in rivers, lakes, and mangrove swamps. Today encourages people to take action to prevent the hippo's extinction. All right. First of all, uh, I have a name and you can just use my name. All right. Okay. You want to give me a day? That's fine. Why do I have to call it World Hippo Day? Okay. Now you said that these things were in the same group as Happy CJ Day. As, see, now we're talking. Now Is I feel better? like, yes, I feel a better, a better personal connection. Excellent. You said these were in the, these were previously in the same group as pigs? Well, scientists had it misclassified, yeah. Well, I don't know. But, I mean, now I'm just thinking about hippo bacon. Is that a thing? Can I go? Is there a place <laughs> I can go As I know, that's not a thing. I, Again, the goal is to think about their preventing their extinction today, sure. not to think about how you can fry them up with eggs. <laughs> I mean, I, well, listen, listen <laughs> anything endangered, I, I don't like to eat. Then I realize, well, if I don't eat it, the Japanese are going to eat us all out of bluefin tuna anyway. So oh. I might as well sneak in a piece every now and again. Let's hope that's not true. How is your week going? I don't know anymore because now I'm just thinking that I'm not living since I haven't had hippo bacon yet in my life. <laughs> my week is going, I would say, exceptionally well, because as yeah. you as you know, I have not had a root canal. Any week you don't have a root canal, you're having a good week. <laughs> I am having a good week, which, by the way, given my teeth and my history of, of poor dental hygiene in my 20s, I feel like it's 50-50 every week if I'm having a root canal or not. So every week that I don't have one, I'm, I'm really dodging a bullet. How many have you had? Oh, that's not important. Let's not, let's not disclose <laughs> okay. all of our secrets here on the show. <laughs> Some things should remain private. I have had more than one one, but less than a dozen. How's that? How about we just put a range? Yeah. There's only 32 There's only so teeth. so many teeth. Exactly. <laughs> but funny enough, I have had a, a root canal twice on the same tooth. So figure that oh. one out. Yeah. They missed the apparently they they miss missed a root. A, yeah. Apparently they, miss they missed a root? a root. And I, I when I met my antidontist uh, on this, I referred to it as, oh, what did I say? I was like, I need another root canal or, or no, I said, I said the root canal failed. I said the first one must have failed. He goes, it didn't fail. They never completed it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Like, you got to get the, all the nerves. So grumpy that I said, failed. He's like, they didn't do it. Anyway, this week has been a blast. This might be one of my favorite weeks for a handful of reasons. Okay. You know, of course, it's Valentine's Day, so I get to see the kids in their school, giving their friends little Valentines. My wife is awesome and, yeah. and makes Valentines with the kids. It's adorable. It's so cute. Now, my oldest son refused 
any help. He insisted on making Valentine's for his whole class all by himself. Handmade. 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 Wow. Pipe cleaners, construction paper. I mean, they love arts and crafts. Unquestionably, homemade Valentine's are the best Valentine's. They look like a five-year-old made them. They do not look like you got As any they help. should. And they are the cutest thing. And then he said at the very end, he's got this little bus buddy. So, you know, he's on the bus every day. And his, his favorite friend on his bus is not in his class. So he's like, oh, I need to make one for her. They were out of supplies. They didn't have any more supplies to make another one. So my wife says, well, you you can use, you know, this one over here that you made for your brother and just give that to, to your friend on the bus. And my son was like, oh, yeah, Jack doesn't need one. He's fine. Like, <laughs> Jack, you little Jack shit. knows I love him. Brother, he doesn't need me. Give your brother a Valentine for Christ. Anyway, super <laughs> cute. No, my week has been great. I'm not sure yours has been as great. How has yours been? I was medicated, which, uh, you, you know, thank medicated. goodness for medicating. I normal. have never been in so much pain. Yeah. A tooth pain is just, is just like a special kind of pain. Yeah. Now, I've heard passing a kidney stone is the most painful thing you will ever go through or giving birth is the most painful thing you'll ever go with. If it's worse than the infection in your tooth that causes you to have a root canal, I just, I, I shoot me now. I cannot imagine pain worse than that. My tooth had a heartbeat. I know. That's terrible. I had one that, again, the one that I said failed, but was just never done correctly. Every time my heartbeat, my face throbbed and it was yes. terrible. And then I'm thinking about my options. I'm like, either get this tooth out of my mouth or maybe I just slow the heart down. Like what? One of the, one of the two. <laughs> I can stop the heart. I can just make stop the, the heart, heart. Stop. Fine, fine, exactly. fine. Sign me up. Sign me up. Where's my, where's my <laughs> fentanyl stash. It's so much pain. My mother used to always tell me that the childbirth was extremely painful and then she would just stare at me and then she would say, but not as bad as, as tooth pain. She always said tooth pain was worse. But anyway, I'm happy it's over. I went to a very uh, lovely endodontist. If you're getting a root canal, yeah. go to an excellent endodontist. Please. That is someone who just does root canals all day long. So they really know what they're doing. Having had somewhere between one and 12 uh, root canals in my life, the first couple were done with a dentist and those were the ones that, that didn't work out well. And uh, every root canal I've had since then has been with a uh, endodontist. My dentist said he didn't even do it. Doesn't even do yeah, it. Yeah, that's doesn't great. Even pretend it's like you need to go to an endodontist. Yeah, as they probably shouldn't. Now, what you can do if you're like me and you and you're gonna you know plan on having a couple of these, you can basically just buy like a book of them, kind of like a car wash. And you can just get a book sure. of them. You get a little discount and you just buy like a pack of 10 root canals. Oh, there was no discount. Yeah. This is oh, not, no, a, I'm sure this is not yeah. a cheap procedure. You're, you're in for the first one, too. There is no lawyer in Los Angeles sure. who is billing more well, there is than now. my endodont yeah, totally. endodontist per hour. Endodentist. That sounds even better. I was really impressed with how much they are making per hour. I am very glad that you are uh, that you are back to some resemblance of normal. And I, I very much appreciate you being a good sport and recording uh, a little bit for us last week and a little we put out. I know you didn't want to. That one line was the only thing I could but do. It, it came out great. So anyway, we're glad to have you back. It made me laugh when I heard it back, though. I liked how you used it. It was. It great was super fun. fun. It was the. It was the best way I could see to showcase that, folks. We are not just taking the week off. Shall we get to our headlines? We should. There's been a lot that's happened in the two weeks we've been gone. Bolts appeared to be missing from the Boeing 737 Max door plug that blew off mid-flight. Uh, so let's be clear on this. It was there were like, no bolts. Yeah, it wasn't like they were there and then they vanished. They just weren't there. <laughs> the good news is the bolts didn't fail. Yeah. The bad is, news is no one put them in. So this is the TLDR on this, and this is pretty nuts, is there was a repair that was done in an area near where the plug was. So they took the bolts out for someone to take the plug out or to move it. They repaired the area of the fuselage. They did not put the bolts back in. So in some ways, depending on how you look at life, pessimistically, this is bad because the fucking bolts weren't in the fucking plug and the fucking plane that you're flying on. Oh. But it was kind of good because hopefully this was a one-off repair and not something you're seeing on all the other 737 Maxes, uh, which is checklists, people, checklists. Take the the bolts out, put them on the checklist. That's the thing. Put the bolts back in. A couple things. One, aviation typically is a really good job of having redundancy and checklists so that you know what's happening. Yeah, sure, for sure. But here's my thing. At the end of this, when when they were done with repair or whatever, put the plane back into service, some fucker had a handful of bolts. This is 
isn't an Ikea desk. You shouldn't have extra parts. For sure. You have extra parts. You probably should be worried. So what happened to that? Did they log that somewhere? Were they just in someone's in someone's tool bolt? Is it like, is it the guy from Tesla that's got all the bolts for the steering wheels? Like, did they just meet up with him? I don't know how you have extra parts, especially on a plane that is actively in commercial service. Where did they go? And you don't freak out that, <laughs> totally. oh my, these there are four bolts on my desk sure. that should be in this plane somewhere. That's exactly this plane is. can't fly. Yeah. Bob's using them as a as a paperweights. His desk little right. little holes. He's like, look at that. And where those come from? He's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Those look like door plug bolts, Bob. Maybe you should uh, put those back. You know, in the plane. At least flag the plane as until we find where these four four bolts <laughs> wait go. A minute, wait a minute. Hold on. You want to flag the plane? Like give it like a like a Yelp review. Like the mechanics just be like, yes, that, that plane's only three stars. So when I'm getting on my Southwest flight, I can be like, oh no, the mechanics said this one's only three stars. I'm not getting on this one. Bolts may be missing. No, no, I'm good. Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, Discovery to create joint sports streaming platform. Have you heard about this? I did. This kind of, I mean, at first it surprised me, then I realized it probably shouldn't, but this, I think actually this is a good thing. This is going to be the nail in the coffin of cable TV. Well, look, you're, first of all, you're almost out of area in that coffin to put in more nails. They're down to 70 million, something like 70, 70 million, million subscribers. Yeah. It's really low. Think about this. Alone, Google TV by itself, this is one of zillions of services where yeah. you can get live TV. I mean, I don't even know how many there are. Uh-huh. They have 8 million subscribers. It's just nuts. And by the way, the service is really, really good. Oh, I'm sure. The I'm interface sure. I don't is have great. It, but, I, but I believe it's great. You. It's been the best transition of that that terrestrial or you know typical cable service. That's that's what you use. Linear. It is what I. I mean, I never watch television. The, one of the eight million. The few, the few times that I, I turn on television, it's on YouTube TV. It's been really, really good. I'm very impressed. Their search is great. Their archives great. The interface is really good. They've added features to it that are quote easy to do with an IP based platform that you can't really do with a cable platform like split screen. Yeah. For NFL, I bought the uh, the Sunday ticket package so that I could see NFL out of market games. I don't give a shit about NFL out of market games. However, I'd have friends that would come over. Sundays, they wouldn't come over because they couldn't see their stupid fucking football games. Now they can see them. Yeah, so I was right, like, well, right, I'll buy right. this thing, come over and see them. That was the smart move. Then the idiot in me said, oh, well, I'll just give them access so that they can watch them too. When they're not coming over, they can watch the games. They never fucking come over. They just stay at their house sure. and use my account <laughs> to watch their fucking out of market games. I'm like, this completely blew up in my face. Well, password sharing. One of them, well, no, actually even worse. I shouldn't even admit this. One of them is a listener on the show and I just added his account to my family account. So he can use his own account. And I was like, I'm an idiot. This is dumb. Now I can't turn him off, but he'll hear this and know how grumpy I am. So here's my question about the yeah. sports package. If yep. it's going to be all of the A sports, now it's obviously not the ones that, that CBS and NBC are carrying, right? I Those two obviously will not be a part of the package because they're not a part of this group. They're not part of Fox or Walt Disney's ESPN sure. or Warner yep. Brothers. Yep. So obviously there will be two more major outlets for sports. At this is going to be yeah, A yeah, games sure. from everyone else who is not CBS or NBC. Okay. As I understand it, as I understand sure, it. Sure, until they join. How much will you pay per month to have this service. This me? can't be cheap. Like, are you asking me or are you saying rhetorically? A person. I would easily pay a dollar. Right, because you don't watch sports. Don't you don't care. Just don't care. It's the only channel I want. The sports channel? The rest of cable can go away and I'd be perfectly happy just to have the sports channel. <laughs> this is where you, are you going to shill for Apple TV again? Is this where you say you just need your sports channel and Apple TV and that's it? That's all you need? I could even probably live without Apple TV if I had the sports channel. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there'll be certain weeks of the year that are dark, I guess, because there are weeks that where there's no overlap of baseball and basketball and all it that. It does seem like there's an opportunity here for like a cheap PPV 
TV, pay-per-view, and then some subscription all a la carte. Like, that seems to be where it's going. I don't know. It, it, I don't think it, if they'll be sane enough to figure that out, but it sure would be nice. Well, they're trying not to do that. They're trying to they want bind to, together all of the sports so that they can to charge. To keep that uh, my get, what yeah. do you? What's your guess for what this is going to cost a month? Uh, 29 bucks. Oh, really? You think? Yeah. What do you think? I think higher. I think it's got to be. I mean, honestly, I think they might start it at 29 bucks a month, but to break even, they're going to need 50 bucks a month. I don't know. I mean, maybe they carve this up into different for different leagues, but I think you get a lot of people who only care about one or two of these things. Of course, that's why right. they're trying to bind them all together. But that's it's what, their only hope of being able to bring in yeah, that much revenue. But like on all these things, there is a there's going to be a glass ceiling. People aren't, aren't you know, they're not going to be willing to spend 80 bucks a month on this. On addition to their their 80 dollar YouTube TV that was supposed to compete with their 100 dollar Spectrum cable package. Sure, like, I sure. Think it's it's going to have to go down market on price. I would think. We'll see. My thought is that uh, their sports are so addicted yeah. to getting paid per subscriber, not per subscriber to the sports channel, yeah. per subscriber to the cable yeah. package. Yeah. I mean, it's six bucks for ESPN yeah. that you're paying, whether you watch ESPN or not. Of course. If your favorite channel is the Food Network and you never tune in to ESPN, you're still paying six bucks a month totally. for ESPN. So when you get rid of all those people who are paying subsidizing sports, who don't watch sports, and they're subsidizing the cost of, of sports, that's an enormous amount of lost revenue. So when you put it all into one streaming service like this, you're going to have to charge a lot of money to bring in the same amount of money. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, very interested to see how that's going to go down. I'm kind of fascinated though by what, what what's the Phoenix team? Is it the Suns? Yeah, they got their rights back out of bankruptcy from yeah. um, from Bally's. To me, that Correct. actually seems like the better path. Why not drive more of that revenue back to the team? I feel like more of it should land there. Well, the thing that I never understand, why does the NFL not have their own streamer? Why don't they host all their own games on their own streamer? I mean, I mean that's the big it one. It does seem like that's where they're going. Let's do this. What do you think? You tell me the number of the base package, the cost per month, and I'll pick the over-under and we'll see who's right. Well, here's the deal. It's going to start at a much cheaper price than it's going to end up. It's going to it's going to be a loss leader when they when they release it. It's, I agree with you. It'll be, you know, 29 bucks when they start out. Sure. But I loved your... I loved your. It's not going to stay 29 bucks. I loved your read on the crystal ball. It will get more expensive with time. <laughs> Good job. Wow. This has been Economics uh, 301 with your Somebody instructor. Somebody I'll tell you about microprocessors yeah, and exactly. how that's going to go. Parker's yeah. Law. Great. Oh, wait, it'll get more expensive. Weird. Okay. I don't mean in 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 step with inflation. I mean, to actually pay for, they're, going to, they're going to be operating a loss, at a loss sure. to begin with. Of course. And then they're going to draw people in and they're going to and get you profit. from 29. Yeah. They'll go you from 29 the next year. They'll go and it'll sure. be 35 and then it'll be 34.99 whatever that is and then it'll be 40 and then it'll be 50 where where does it hit its landing point it's going to be around 50 bucks we should can't, really can't imagine it's going to be much less than 50 bucks i don't know if we have this kind of power or control but we should really use your crystal ball for good we should really take that i mean that's what you did there with the price increments that was incredible all counting by sure. fives i wouldn't even you must be a pharmacist I'm you should be working at cvs putting just pills in a that. bottle just accept that's that. incredible to me the 90-day supply and they're just out there counting by fives no one's business. Okay, enough with the headlines. Up next, we're going to mark a milestone, an important anniversary. Is it ours? It's not ours. It's not ours. We need hats, noisemakers? What are we doing? We might need hats and noisemakers. You're right. I hadn't thought of that. I'm very excited. I'm completely in the dark about this. I can't wait to find out. All right, let's go. February 15th, we will celebrate the launch of Enyaq. 
The computer? The electronic numerical integrator and computer. ENIAC. E-N-I-A-C, right? ENIAC. That's correct. That's correct. Do you know about this machine? Of course I do. What do you know about this machine? Tell me what you know. I mean, it's arguably the first computer. It's not arguably the first computer. It is the first computer. It's the first computer that used primarily uh, electrons. Correct. February 15th, 1946. I mean, because you did have... you had It's the m- first programmable electronic general purpose digital computer. There were other computers that had combinations of these features, but the ENIAC had all of them in one computer. What were the things? What were the qualifications that made it all in one that was the first thing? Programmable, yeah, okay. electronic, yeah. general purpose digital yeah. computer. Okay. It is Turing complete and able to solve a large class of numerical problems through reprogramming. Okay. The first one. I mean, look, I don't want to be the one that has to go dig up Lovelace and tell her she didn't work on a computer because I feel like it was a computer, right? And it was like, I believe it was general purpose, but it was not electronic. They were mechanical. Yeah. Anyway, so this was the precursor. The ENIAC was the precursor to the Vision Pro, right? That, that's exactly what made me think of it was the Vision Pro. Where we are with technology today and computers. What came before this? The Mac SE. What came before that? Where did all this start? And it starts with the ENIAC on February 15th, which is when it was uh, launched. And more importantly, to me at least, not more importantly, of equal importance, my son's birthday. Happy birthday. Which son? Don't know. Okay, good to know. So many kids. I thought we'd celebrate by having a little quiz on the ENIAC. Uh-oh. And computers more recent. Uh-oh. By having a little game show like uh, question and answer. Wait a minute. Is this the follow-up to me fucking up the GPS thing? Because let me tell you, I got a lot of hate mail about that. Basically. What was the hate mail you got about the... I got more than one message of people that are like, <laughs> effectively the equivalent of like, I trusted you. It's all been a lie. <laughs> That's and hilarious. My, and my response was, how the fuck do you think I feel? My entire <laughs> life, I thought those things didn't move relative to us. As it turns out, they're moving. Like crazy, they're moving. There's a yeah. whole new set of neurons that had to get broken into, which I don't do very well anymore. <laughs> Something we didn't mention on that show is uh-huh. that, that a lot of our GPS stuff is using the Russian satellites. Too. I didn't know that. We freely take advantage of those. Off of them. Well, they use ours too. You can't really, like, you can't, they understand the English, right? You broadcast, yeah, yeah, they yeah. still get it. Back to the Enyaq. Okay. We're going to have a little quiz about it. Okay. And computers more recent. Okay. Each question is multiple choice and worth one point. Isn't computers more recent literally all computers? Just a little quiz about all of computation ever is basically what you just said. Okay, great. Yeah, sure. One point. That's What's true. The we're not going to go back any farther than the ENIAC, though. You don't have to know any farther back than the ENIAC. Oh, okay, great. All my Lovelace knowledge won't play here. Perfect. <laughs> my question is, roughly speaking, how many questions are we going to ask? And what is the over-under for the score I'm going to get? It's 30 questions. Okay. And the over-under? Your goal is to get 30 points. Okay. I understand. What do you think I'm going to do? What? No, no, if, no. I'm going to tell you, though. I'm going to tell yeah. you, though, how you're going to do it. Yeah. If you can answer a question without any of the multiple choice choices being read. I get five points. You get two points. Oh, come on. You get double the score. You do it with no help and I only get two points? Yeah, but you're, you're good at this. What lifelines do I have? Well, thank you. Can I phone a friend? Sure, you can phone a friend. Can that friend be you? <laughs> can that friend? <laughs> All right. I'm mildly nervous about this. This, but let's see what happens. You should not be nervous. Each one you get, you get thirty seconds. Okay, thirty seconds to answer each one. I'm going to read the question, and, and I then can't Google. You're going to say yeah. immediately. Yeah. You're going to say, you know, multiple, multiple choice. choice or multiple. Not. Okay, this is terrible. Or if you can just answer it, I'm betting a lot of these you're going to be able to. Just, Do they just, get harder as we go, or are they just in no particular order? They're in no particular order. Okay, we're going to jump all around the history of computing. Okay, so we start just try one. Yeah, you. Got, I got to focus on this. You got to work the timer. here. You got to tell me now. Remember, I'm going to read the question. You tell me if you want immediately. If you want me to go to multiple yeah, choice, okay. I'll blink three times rapidly. Here we go. Okay, I'm ready. What was the main purpose of the ENIAC? Uh, wasn't it like a it was a it was a the Navy or some uh, intelligence agencies, some U.S. government agencies attempt to build a computer? What they want to do with it? What there's a very specific purpose? Uh, was it to break encryption? Can I get this multiple choice? Yes. Okay, go. A word processing. <laughs> B playing video games. 
C, social media interaction and cat videos. And D, ballistic table calculations for the U.S. Army. This is how this episode's going to go, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? All right. Now I understand. I think it was right in between uh, social networking and ballistic calculations for the U.S. Ooh, Navy. Time. <laughs> I just where you do your Trebek impression. You're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is back when it was called the Facebook, though, right? Before they dropped yes. the the, and it just became Facebook. We're going to give you one point for that. But you did go over. If you look up, you did go over on the clock. Okay. Well, fine. So 30 seconds includes your reading of the multiple choice and me stumbling no, I, around. No, I stopped for that. I stopped the clock for okay. that. You ready to go for the next, of course, the next I'm one? Just rapid fire. Who created the first compiler? The first compiler ever? Yes. Holy shit. I mean, it's not KR. It had to be before that. I don't know if my history goes beyond beyond KR for compilers. It's multiple choice me. Okay, we'll stop the clock. We'll do the multiple choice. A. Charles Babbage. B. Grace Hopper. C. Alan Turing. D. Ada Lovelace. Oh, man. Babbage. Turing, Lovelace. What was the other one? Babbage, Turing, Lovelace. Grace Hopper. Hopper. I'm going to go with Hopper. You are correct. Wow. Okay. That was that was sketchy. I knew it wasn't Babbage. I knew it wasn't Lovelace. Grace Hopper appeared on the David Letterman show once. I remember you telling me this. And it's absolutely charming. She talks about the speed of light, how far light travels in a second. And she throws a little piece of string on the desk for David to look at. It's maybe 11 inches long. Yeah. And she says, that's a nanosecond. That's, that's awesome. It's really cool. True story. Literally a couple days ago, my son was asking about the speed of light. He he said some number. I was like, it's really fast. And he was like, a thousand miles per hour. And I was like, buddy. Yeah. I uh, told him it was 186,000 miles per second i think because you know my physics is tired my wife looked at me like i was an idiot so we asked google and of course the answer was one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second and i felt uh extremely proud of myself in, in geosynchronous orbit in geos- god damn it <laughs> you're ready Never for the next one this is question number three wait, wait how, i'm two points right now i'm sitting you on got two both points. you got right. your two for two crushing it ready yeah go the google pixel watch 2 has roughly a couple billion transistors how many vacuum tubes did the enac ultimately use Oh, geez, like 150 or something, I thought. Give me my multiple choice. I don't know the answer. Okay, multiple choice. 8,000, 15,000, 18,000, 54,000. 8,000. Lowest number. That's my guess. Really? Sadly, you got a big zero on that 18,000? It is 18,000. I knew it had to be small. What do you mean small? 18,000 is huge. Well, I thought uh, my guess was in the hundreds. They literally couldn't keep the thing up and running for a full day because the tubes would burn out. They they had yeah, they, I was say, they they created the a special kind yeah. That. They created a special kind of tube yeah, yeah. That, where they could get them to last about a day and a half before they went Interesting. down. Interesting. A handful of guys jobs were just like painting the Golden Gate Bridge, just swapping right. out tubes the whole time. And to go figure That's out nuts. which tube died. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Question number 4. 2 for 3. The universal Turing machine is a theoretical model described by Turing. What is it? Uh, it wait, you're talking about the machine, not the test, right? Not the Turing test. Universal you're... Turing machine. It's, it's basically a way to describe any computational system. It's a it's a linear string of one and zeros where you can have commands and data encoded into one long string, and you can all you can do is move forward and back on the string. That's it, and that describes all of in theory what's computationally possible. You, you're correct. Now we're going to give it to you. Right, give, oh, right, how give kind it to you. You, the, you got it. How kind of you in the academy? Great. Now I'm back to uh, even money. Yeah. Four four points out of four well, questions. You got it without, you're right. You get two points on that because you got you it Like without, how I inserted myself up front there? I think you were smart to do that. <laughs> you're back at par. Okay, you ready for this? What is the market capitalization of all cryptocurrency in January of 2024? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't have a fucking crystal ball. 
I have no idea. Give me the. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting this one wrong. Give me the multiple choice. A roughly one point six trillion dollars. Okay. B roughly two point seven trillion dollars. C roughly six hundred billion dollars. Okay. D roughly fifteen point six trillion dollars. Oh, it's two point seven or fifteen point six. Uh, I'm gonna go with two point seven trillion. It is one point six trillion dollars ah, below its crap. peak, by the way, of uh, yeah. two point nine trillion in November of twenty twenty one. Look, I don't follow that fucking juggling volatile mess. <laughs> what is my fake bullshit worth today? I don't know. Go trade GameStop. Get off my lawn. The Google Pixel Watch Two weighs thirty one grams without the band. What is the approximate weight of the completed Enac? <laughs> I don't know the approximate weight. I know, I know that Popular Mechanics in 1949 said computers in the future may may weigh no more than 1.5 tons, so it was a fucking lot. How about you give me the multiple choice on this one, and please, God, not in kilograms. Okay, here's the multiple choice. A, 10 pounds. B, 100 pounds. <laughs> C, 1,000 okay. pounds. D, yeah. 30 tons. I'm going to go on a stretch here and go with 30 tons. 30 tons is correct. By the way, had you said 30 tons, 45 tons, or 60 tons, I would have probably guessed 60 sure. tons. <laughs> no, 10 pounds is great, though. That's as much as my iVision Pro weighs. <laughs> it's exactly the same as the Vision Pro, 30 tons. Exactly the same, yeah. All right, I'm still behind a point here, I think. You are. I'm keeping a running total in my head. How was the ENAC programmed? Uh, in Pascal. No, what do you mean? How was it? It was programmed with a switchboard, right? It was a bunch of switches. Correct. It's manually adjusting cables and switches. Yeah, there was no, there was no like tape or input mechanism. There's no keyboard. There's no. Keyboard. I should have made your skin crawl and said JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> they start actually. The funny joke is they started with JavaScript, but then decided the switches was easier. And backed up and went back to cables. Yeah, they said, you know what? Let's now switches. Here you go. This one you're gonna get. That's funny. What research institution was Dennis Ritchie the brain behind Unix and the programming language C associated with for most of his career? Oh man, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm probably gonna be wrong. I want to say MIT. MIT. Fuck. Do I get to do the multiple choice still? Oh, sure. Let, let's give the... you the multiple choice. Sure. IBM Research. Okay. Microsoft Research. Bell Labs. Okay. Stanford University. Oh, I'm an idiot. I thought I was thinking it was. It's Bell Labs. Bell Labs is correct. I was thinking it was like universities. Okay. Yeah. Bell Labs. Yeah. Of course. I'm behind by one point still. You ready for this? Who were the Enyak girls? Uh, the program. The people who actually made like flip the switches. Correct. No, they wore like mid-drift tops and had pom-poms. And when they would televise <laughs> the events, they'd they would dance the, uh, around. Computer on. Give me an E. Give me an N. What's it spell? Female computer programmers who operated the Enyaq. Yeah, it was the 40s. That's great. Called the Enyaq girls. All the men were off at war, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. But in those days, like Grace Hopper, a lot of computing things were done by females. I mean, Yeah, they, amazing. Right. That they can do the exact same job. The real stars were the females. And then all the dudes came back and they're like, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> get away from my machine. Terrible. You don't know how to use this. Like, what? <laughs> Who devised the theory of machine-independent programming languages? Devised the theory? Yes. Oh, man. I mean, I guess I'll take a stab at this since I get to go to multiple choice anyway. I would... K&R? It's not K&R. That is incorrect. I know... Yeah, give me the multiple choice. Here's the multiple Canute choice. Canute was my backup guess, but I still think that's wrong. You're, you're correct. Is uh, You're in the right uh, genre. The uh, answers are A, Dennis Ritchie and Brian okay. Kernahan. NR. B, Grace Hopper. Okay. C, Ken Thompson. D, Hedy Lamar and composer George and Thiel. <laughs> you had fun writing these, didn't you? I did. I don't know who Ken Thompson is, but that's got to be the answer. Ken Thompson created the Go programming language. So it's not Ken Thompson. And Ken Thompson also worked with Dennis Ritchie when they created a language called B. That was the predecessor to C. I, I, I've read about this, but I don't know it. Wait, so my, the choice, I got this one wrong, clearly. So it was K&R. Yeah. Who was after K&R? K&R, Grace Hopper, Ken Thompson, Hedy Lamar, and composer George Antheo. So it was Hopper? Grace Hopper is correct. Huh. 
All right, now I'm two points behind. I mean, I guess she was the first compiler, so I guess that would have carried through, but okay. I'm, I'm willing to take that one. She's incredibly smart. I'm going to put the yeah, clip of, of her on Letterman. Please. I haven't. I need to watch show that. Notes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, ask me some assembly instructions. What other tasks did the ENYAC perform besides military calculations? I'm not a teapot. Um, other than military calculations, I, that is such a wide, I don't know. Give me multiple choice. What are the tasks? Multiple choice. Here we go. TurboTax. It was the, it was the OG version yes, of TurboTax. TurboTax. Okay, A, none. It was strictly for military use. B, okay. weather prediction. C, atomic energy research. D, B and C. B and C was, atom- was atomic energy research and weather prediction? Correct. I feel like it's A or B. I'm going to go with A, none. Oh, crap. Was it B? The answer is D. It was used for weather was prediction and atomic energy research. I, I mean, it... It didn't have enough processing power to do anything for atomic energy research. So now I'm, I'm behind by three points now. <laughs> yeah, mm. You're doing all right. You'll be fine. There's some easier ones coming up. I hope there's some softballs at the end. Here we go. What type of fruit was the Macintosh named after? <laughs> Peaches. <laughs> you, got, you got some of those. I'm sure I'll fuck that one up too. Ready? Here's the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musical.ly was a social media video platform that allowed users to create short comedy videos. Initial released in August of, tw- of 2014. Yeah. It merged with TikTok yep. and took the social media world by storm with short form videos. Yep. What was its initial purpose? What I, I thought it was the music video sharing thing, wasn't it? Like people could go create you would, music you videos. Would, you would think. You would think. Uh, okay. Well, I don't multiple. Oh, wait. I know the answer to this. Yeah. Uh, this was for, uh, for the Chinese government to take over the West. Yes. Final answer. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Give me the multiple choice. You're you're out of time anyway. Uh, A educational platform. Yeah. B video editing tool. C music sharing app. D lip syncing platform. Oh, those lip syncing platform. Lip syncing is the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of said that. You didn't say that. M- it was for like people to make their own music videos. I thought. Let's go back to the tape. All you right. didn't say that. I don't know what I'm getting on this for points. It's somewhere between <laughs> zero and two. Okay. I'm no longer keeping track in my head of how I'm doing. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go on to the next one. I feel like I got that one. You want that one? I'll give it to you. No. You... Shall I give you one point or two points? <laughs> what would you like? I don't know. This don't is the know. easiest I... quiz show you've ever been on. I, fe- <laughs> I felt like that was a two point. I'll be honest. I feel like it was a two point. You want two on that one? You want seven I, points? I feel Why like would you stop a... at two? We'll ask people in the show notes. <laughs> They can they can answer. Okay. Stop it too. Inflation should be four. All right, here we go. Here's the next question. Yeah. Is the ENAC still operational today? Uh, the answer to that I know is no. Part of it's like in a museum somewhere, and not all of it exists. Didn't some of it get lost? You want to read the multiple choice? What's the answer? Yes and no. How do you get four out of this? A. It is still used for classified military calculations. Okay. B. No, it was destroyed in a fire. Okay. C. No, but parts of it are on display at the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> okay. D. No, it was dismantled for parts to make zoons. <laughs> this this entire quiz is really about you writing fun stuff. That's really all it is. <laughs> I had a lot of fun today doing this. That's true. Uh, I, I believe I, I didn't think it was at the Smithsonian, but I'm, I know it's on display somewhere. So I'm going to go with C. The uh, uh, taken apart in Smithsonian. That is correct. Parts of it are on display at the Smithsonian. It got spread around, though. I think right. Well, that's why th- like, there's it, only parts of it at the Smithsonian. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. quite true. There's not. An By the way, I love version the it. best answer in there. Other than the the funny one at the end was the they're still using it for computation. <laughs> Very slow. It's it's like it's what they make the intern do. The new the new <laughs> intern in the intelligence department at the DoD. They're like, I'll go fire up the ENIAC. He's like, Fuck you. Right. And how long did it take to fire up? Because those were tubes. It had to take like an hour I to don't get everything. Know. You know, up to up and up and ready to go. I'm, I didn't know that. It was, I mean, I re, I went to the Smithsonian tennis years ago, and I don't remember seeing it there. So I'm gonna have to. 
can't wait to take my kids there so they can be annoyed with me pointing out stuff to them. You got the point on that one. You, you said no. I got the two points on that one. What do you mean? Well, you didn't exactly have the Smithsonian. That would be the second part of that. Okay, really? Do you want two points on it? Oh, you want two in points room, on it? Sorry, it was in the, the northeast corner of the Smithsonian on the you western use, wall. No, no, you didn't even use the they word Smithsonian. They put it at the western wall no because the, the sun falls through the window. appear in your answer. I said it's on display somewhere. I don't, you didn't tell me the museum. Okay. But I'll give you this two points bullshit. for it. I'll give you two points. In what year did Dennis Ritchie and Ken Thompson introduce the C programming language? Oh, jeez. I'm going to guess 76, but uh, let me go through some multiple choice. Multiple choice. Here we go. 1969. Okay. 1972. Okay. 1978. Okay. 1984. 72 was 69, 72, 78, 84. Correct. Oh, I think 84 is too late. Uh, 78, I think is too late. I'm going to go with 78. 78 is incorrect. Is it 72? 1972. I was right. I, I middled that. My guess was 76, which was right in the middle of those two numbers. Right, 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 right. I know most of these. The exact year that they brought out C, that's like a Ken Jennings question right there. That's not That's not a me thing. I can tell you like the decade. This next one you should get right away. You ready? What song was on the charts when the C <laughs> language was released? I don't know. Staying Alive? What award did Dennis Ritchie receive in 1983 for his work on C and Unix? Oh, it was, well, I'm, I, I actually don't know all of the awards that are out there. I want, I'm going to guess and say the Turing Award. That is correct. He won the Turing Award. Is it? Yes. That is absolutely oh, correct. Good on me. Look at that. And no multiple choice. So that's yeah, plus six. The last two questions you've Ooh, gotten two on. Hello. Hit me. How long did it take to program a complex calculation on the ENIAC? Ooh, I got to believe this is a long time. Because at 18,000 uh, um, vacuums, I'm going to say this is measured in days. Three days. You absolutely got it correct. It, it literally took days or even weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, can you imagine that world, by the way? Can you imagine the world doing it? And by the yeah. way, you know, without doubt, they got it wrong. So then you had to go back. Oh, sure. This isn't like fucking up a Sudoku where you got to go back and be like, oh, shit, where's the, no. is that a six? Oh, that's maybe. And then you got to redo <laughs> everything that stemmed from there. Like, And plus, did I make an error or did the two Yeah, exactly. Out? Yeah, good point. I mean, you have so many options for you know where things could, and then could have the, gone wrong. the more annoying part is they're back there doing this right they're like checking all the switches and going and looking at the tubes and then your dumbass in the corner is like you should use open source gdb <laughs> why is this all closed <laughs> i'm ready facial recognition technology has seen both advancements and ethical concerns which major u.s city in june of 2019 was the first to ban its use by law enforcement oh first to ban its use first major u.s city i'm gonna guess san francisco you are correct. That's not even really a technology. Oh, I think it's a technology question. You got two points on that, by the way. I might, I might actually be above water right now. You are totally above water. For the last four questions, you've gotten two points. Crushing it. What is the estimated cost of building the Enyaq? Oh, man. This has got to be single-digit millions of dollars in, in $49 or more. 45 actually. $45, yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't know the estimated cost. I need, you got the multiple choice? Yeah, I need the multiple choice. $10,000, which is equivalent to $167,000 today. Okay, over. That's A. B, $57 million, which is equivalent to $1.4 billion today. Whoa. C, $17.85, <laughs> which is equivalent to $287 today. Or a loaf of bread. Or $487,000, which is equivalent to $6,600,000 today. I'm going to guess that one. Single digit millions of dollars. You are correct. Yeah. Sweet. 
I mean, technically, I kind of I kind of two pointed that because I did say single digit millions of dollars. I wanted it down to the penny, and then I also wanted here in uh-huh. what was the cost in Deutschmarks? <laughs> totally, nineteen forty five Deutschmarks. Come on, I know the answer to that. Eight trillion Deutschmarks. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> those things hit the fucking ground around nineteen forty five. Here we go. The next question: Streaming services revolutionized music consumption. Yeah. Which platform launched in two thousand eight popularized on demand music listening? Spotify. You are correct. I mean, the answer should have been Napster in 98, but Spotify. That wasn't popular on demand. That was just... That was pretty fucking popular, and it was pretty on demand. <laughs> that was pretty much music stealing. It qualifies for both of those. That's an easy one. That's a lay- that, was the, that was a layup. You're actually ahead. You're doing yeah, great. Yeah. Here we go. Who is responsible for the first actual case of a bug being found in a computer system? Like the name of the person? Yes. Name oh, of the person. crap. I don't know the name of the... I mean... You want a multiple choice? Yeah. Multiple choice. Duff McKagan, Bill Gates, Grace Hopper, D. Snyder. I <laughs> uh, saw him recently, by the way, at the store. Did you? I'm going to guess Hopper. I didn't think it was. I thought it was somebody like on Hopper, like at the same genre, but it has to be Hopper. Well, since Duff McKagan is from the band Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And Bill Gates came along long after there were bugs. Long after. And by the way, his sovereign never had bugs. D. Snyder is from the band Twisted Sister. I know who D. Snyder is. Of course you do. Then it had to be Hopper. The answer is Grace Hopper. A nice layout. Uh, Hopper was working on the Mark II computer at Harvard University in 1947, and her associates discovered a moth that was stuck in a relay and impeding the use of an operation on the computer. So they extracted the moth and affixed it to a log sheet for the day with the notation, yeah. first actual case of bug being found. That thing's on display somewhere, too, I presume the Smithsonian. Do you, I feel like we should do a nonsense episode at the Smithsonian. How do you feel about that? There's a lot of cool stuff there. My God, we would just dork out there for a week. So that was a one-pointer for me? You had to have multiple choices. So yeah, just one-pointer. Another layup. That was a nice layup. That was a layup on like a six-foot hoop. You make them. You make these easy for me. I appreciate that. Ready for a question? Okay. What was Alan Turing's most significant contribution during World War II? Uh, cracking the, the Enigma. Correct. If you don't know that, you shouldn't be computing. Deciphering German Enigma codes using the Bomba machine. Yeah, there needs to be an Enigma on my desk. I, they come up for auction every now and again, and they're just priced ridiculously. Here's the next one. You ready? Yeah. Bluetooth technology debuted in 1999, enabling wireless connections between devices. What was its original purpose? What was its original purpose? I don't know how to... Uh, to allow devices to communicate? Give me multiple choice. Multiple choice. Here we go. A, replacing wired mice and keyboards. Okay. B, transferring files between computers. Okay. C, connecting headsets to mobile phones. Okay. D, starting an office coffee pot remotely. I am not a teapot. I'm going to guess headset because that's how I used it first. Although transferring files, is, it was a use case that was terrible, but I'm going to go with... Take a pick. I'm going to go with headsets, yeah. You're going headsets. yeah. yeah. That is correct. Sweet. I could have I could have guessed. That was such a broad question. I should have just thrown that out there for two points. Just throw a point down the drain. Right? Yeah. That was my fault. Bad game theory. Here we go. Okay, let's go. What is the Turing test and what is it aimed to determine? Oh, this is easy. Uh, to tell if you're still subscribed to Netflix or not. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, this is a very simple test. To, basically, to, to figure out... I, I shouldn't say simple. If, a, if you're talking to a computer or a human, if a computer has achieved uh, human-like intelligence... Exactly. A test to evaluate if a machine can exhibit intelligent behavior indistinguishable from a human. And we are we are getting into the real fringe of the Turing test now. For sure. I mean, it's really, really hard to tell sometimes. Like most people think I'm real. And <laughs> cybersecurity measures are crucial for protecting online data. What type of authentication uses a physical object like a security key for added security? Like uh, two-factor? Oh, that's a broad category. Two-factor like two is correct. Yeah, yeah. Two points on that. You are way ahead now. You're not even... Two FA. Well, yeah, but I wanted to get 60. I'm not going to get 60. You're going to get the 30. Which, by the way, please, all of you listening to this, please turn on 2FA for anything that's even remote, like your email, anything that's even remotely any important to you, turn on 2FA. By the way, did you read about the uh, how they think the FTX heist 
right at bankruptcy, how they did that? No, how they do it? SIM swapping, SIM swapping to get their phone to get their phone number for the folks that had two FA access for the transfer. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fucking coordinated attack. I feel like it's got to be some insider sure sure leak on that. They're at least pointing in the right direction. But they they SIM swapped to be able to get to to TFA. So they made an ID with the human's name on it. Went into Texas. So they took the operative's photo, put it on a uh-huh. ID with the name of the person inside FTX. They walked into an AT&T store, I think in Texas, and said, hey, I got a new phone, and transferred the phone number to a new SIM, and then used that to get the 2FA code to do the transfer. Wow. The uh, the indictment was unsealed. I mean, it doesn't say FTX. It says, you know, victim company one. Sure, sure. But that size at that time, it pretty much had to be FTX. Fascinating, right? Put the link in the show notes? Yeah, I will. All right, you ready for the next question? Hit me. Garbage collection simplifies memory management for developers. Which programming languages do not feature garbage collection as part of the design? Uh, I mean... There are more than one, but I think the answer you want here is Rust. Oh, Christ. You want to, you want to give, me, give me the answers? Multiple Hit me. Choice. Hit go. me with the multiple choice. The choices are A, C, <laughs> B, C++, <laughs> C, Rust, D, all of the above. Why was C, A? So I feel like you're designing to confuse well, me. That's true. I'm, okay, <laughs> that's true. I wondered if you were, I wondered if you were doing this. I'm going to disagree because the answer you want now is all of the above. C and C++, sure, they don't have garbage collection, but I wouldn't say that, quote, simplifies memory management. Yeah, it's a trick question. The answer is E, don't be trouble. <laughs> okay, here we go. I still think C should have been C, by the it way. It should have been. You're right. It was a huge mistake. I'll take, I'll take my one point in D, but A, C turns into a fucking Evan Costello bit. All right. <laughs> Grumpy now. Here we go. Here we go. Ready for the next one? The fastest smartphone charging tested from zero to 100% charged takes how many minutes? 17. I don't know. Multiple choice. Okay. Multiple choice. 12 minutes. Okay. Eight minutes. Okay. 14 minutes or six minutes. I mean, doesn't this depend on battery size? It's got to be big enough battery to be using using a flagship smartphone. My choices are 12, 14, 8, and 6. 12, 8, 14, 6. Wait, 12, 18, 4, 6. No, God damn 12, it. Numbers 12, are 8, 14, 6. That's why it's 6, 8, 14. Uh, I think 8's too low, but I'm going to guess 8. You are correct. Really? Yeah. Xiaomi's 200-watt hypercharge wired technology charges a phone from 0 to 100% in just about 8 minutes. That's the good news. The bad news is it gets so hot it burns a hole through your fucking floor and ends up in your neighbor's house. It contributes to global warming. Yeah, yeah, it's magnesium. It actually doesn't charge at the same rates the whole time. Yeah. It's charging way faster in the beginning and then at the end it's charging quite slowly. Way slower, yeah. Top them up. Two more questions. You ready for this? There's only two left? Two left. I was really getting into this. All right, hit me. What famous actress in 1942 co-developed frequency hopping spread spectrum technology for torpedo guidance systems oh no we talked about this i did not know this answer until you brought it up to me a while ago on a show and i do not remember i need the multiple choice please alex multiple choice here we go ingrid bergman hetty lamar betty davis marlena dietrich i think it's hetty lamar you were correct. Uh, I vaguely remember you telling me this. This was this was an excellent story. Hedy Lamar and composer George N. Thiel co-developed frequency hopping spread spectrum technology in 1942. To this day, Bluetooth and other technologies still use frequency hopping. Ah, oh, fuck. Every, pretty much everything uses frequency hopping. Your Wi-Fi uses frequency hopping. Yeah. Amazing, right? That's crazy. She, that, is, Hedy, that, Hedy Lamar, that story needs to be told more. Her, yeah, yeah. Her father was an engineer and she and her father were inseparable and he taught her all sorts of things of engineering and That's she crazy. came up with frequency hopping. That's crazy. She had no formal training and would use her spare time, including in between takes, designing and drafting inventions, including an improved traffic stoplight and a tablet that would dissolve in water and create a flavored carbonated drink. That's cool. All right, this this one's a gimme. This one should be a layup for you. Apple. 
Yep. It's going to be an Apple question. Do I get five points if I answer it correctly before you give me the question? Sure. Go ahead. Steve Wozniak. So close. So close. Here's the here's the actual question. How much did oh, the Christ. Apple One computer cost when it first went on sale in 1976? Oh, I want to say like 4200 bucks. but go ahead and give me the multiple choice. Here's the multiple choice. $2,513. Okay. $666.66. $420. Elon. $1,024. 1024 was the first one? 25 $1,024 is D. Yeah, and A was 2500 I'm going to go with A. The D? Incorrect. The answer is $666.66. Is that their joke? And it wasn't a marketing ploy, but simply a reflection of engineer Steve Wozniak's fondness for repeating digits. Oh, so I should know this because I know, I happen to know Woz's personal phone number and it has a bunch of repeating digits in it. Sure, sure. It actually has all of the repeating digits in it. Buyers had to provide their own case, power <laughs> supply, keyboard, and display. I kind of love that. <laughs> Well, I just happen to have those things at my house, so why would I need to buy them again? <laughs> totally. <laughs> From my Apple half computer. Ha, this one I should have known. I should have known the price on that. I did not know that that little bit of, of knowledge. Yeah. I do think we should get Steve on the show. All right, that was fun, but we have to get out of here. Quickly before we do, have you seen or read anything good this last week? And I'm going for a string of, of two weeks in a row uh, of, of having something good, and I, and I do. Okay. I watched the first episode uh, of Apple TVs, because that's the only thing you let me watch. It's called Adventure. Well, what's Adventure? I don't know anything about it. So it's uh, it's this first episode is a short about Faith Dickey. She's a woman that goes highlining in Norway's these like breathtaking fjords okay. by herself. Highlining is stringing a line across yeah. two peaks, basically like a slack yeah. line. Yeah, oh, you it's put a like slack a slack line. line. Do you you run yeah a slack line between two points, super high up. Now she's tethered, so she is tethered to the rope itself. But still, if the rope fails, yeah, you fail. How do you how <laughs> do you secure the the rope the ends of the rope? So the way it looked like she secured this one, which I was fascinated by she tied one end around a big rock okay which is also mildly sketchy sure and it looks like the other end she used those um like the bolts that you put in into into cracks pitons yeah uh, sure whatever those okay. are okay i'm guessing i don't know and then she tied she tied a rope between them and it sort of it she's by herself like she gets helicoptered in she gets dropped off with two backpacks she sets up a little one-man tent and you and you see her sort of set this thing up and she talks about the the knot tying and you know she checks her knot six times and is it safe and how it's, it's really a story about her conquering the voice inside her saying that you can't do this like you're going to die and then it's her doing it and she falls multiple times and gets back up and keeps doing it until she gets it and you hope that rock doesn't budge yeah no shit and the views are just incredible right because you have like this three thousand foot face going straight down it's absolutely amazing in norway it's really awesome how long ago did this happen when when did this happen when i'm guessing it was pretty recent it looked like it was pretty recent and i'll tell you why because the photography looks great photography looks great but more importantly this is the first piece of immersive content that i've watched on my hypothetical Vision Pro. Oh, wow. Which is absolutely... That's crazy. Do you have shots that she took when she was on the slack line, on the on the highline? She didn't shoot anything. Okay. So th- that's the that that's what's so amazing about this, is she's doing this, and you don't see any of the photography, you don't see any of the equipment, you don't see any of the support staff. I'm looking in the back for like their stash of gear, I'm looking for the guys running the drones. I only saw it in a couple of shots, and it was so far in the distance, you, it, you had to really look to know that it was there. For perspective here, my whole family is asleep. I'm sitting on the couch watching this and you are you are truly completely immersed mm-hmm. and I'm just looking around like as they're doing these drone shots to fly in to see her I'm staring at like hard left to look at like the landscape to see where the, oh, sure. the gear is I know where the previous camera shot was so I'm looking for the cameras they don't have any of that right so they, they've either taken it out with with post tools sure. or they've just done a, a lot of shots to get this and it's incredible I mean you see her fall off the line several times they do these far shots that come from you know the peak above that that come down to where she is it's 
absolutely incredible. And the immersive experience is just amazing. Anyway, well, how about you? What did you watch? Breaking the news. Who decides which stories get told? A scrappy group of women and LGBTQ plus journalists buck the white male dominated status quo, banding together to launch the 19th, a digital news startup aiming to combat misinformation that sparks a larger discussion around race, gender, and policy. Yeah. The film brings the viewer right into the newsroom during tense moments as the startup launches in a pandemic amid rising social unrest and provides an inside view of what it takes to challenge the status quo and break the mold in American media. This movie is not great. It's ridiculously great. Breaking the news on PBS February 19th and then for 90 days streaming on the PBS app and PBS's flagship YouTube channel. Catch it. That sounds amazing. And then, now did you watch this. This is just like in a 2D on a screen. 2D, yes, 2D on Was it black and white? It's not black and white. Do they talk on it or is it just like an or is there an orchestra that just plays over it? I don't know. How did this work? You're actually going to be blown away by it. All right. Well, I'll see. I don't know if I can. I, I can't play flat content on my Vision Pro. It just it just puts its nose up at it. That is the episode. Thank you for joining us for all this nonsense. A truly terrible podcast from The Awful Company. Visit us on the web at nonsense.productions. I am Stu Little. A.K.A. Fanboy. I'm Jeff Parker. If you like this program, follow down, subscribe, and like at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, AntennaPod, iHeartRadio, Spotify, My Favorite, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. Podcastindex.org. They've got a giant list of podcast uh, players. In fact, they've got one that's a PWA that I was very psyched about, except the way they charge for it. It's quite strange. If it doesn't work on my Vision Pro, I don't want it. Special thanks to our floor director, Jack Little. How did that little shit get in here? He can't get to the door handles. We should get better locks. <laughs> I just see a little head in there pushing down the button, yelling at us. Now I know, now I know why. All right, we'll be here every Thursday morning for more nonsense. Please join us. So you never told me what what score did I get? Oh, you did great. I was thinking you were going to get like thirty points. Was my yeah, guess? Okay, and, and you got you got thirty one. How many of those were me cheating? Most of those are with you cheating. That's what I figured. All right. So the real answer is like twelve. If that's what you want to believe, sure. Oh, we are just full of jokes today, aren't we?